Hey, this is James Dettelson, your host of Dad at 65. Either you're seeing me by streaming me or you're listening to one of the podcasts on one of our many, many platforms, uh, which are out there, which you should know because you probably listen to on them now. Listen to them on them now. I see I'm I'm trying to learn how to talk fast and so people understand me and it just doesn't work. You know, I saw this info commercial and the guy was talking so fast. I said, I could do that. I could do info commercials. I guess I can't. Well, welcome to the show, Dad at 65. What? My my new book? Oh, yeah, yeah, it's right here. Uh, you got it? Unlocking the Secrets to Successful Parenting. Have you bought it? You haven't? Oh, you have. I'm sorry. I, I missed that hand up there uh, saying they bought it. Um, right now. You can get it on Amazon, iBooks, Barnes & Noble. Incredible book. If you thinking about becoming a parent, you need the book. If you are a parent, you need the book. And if you're not a parent, you definitely need this book, especially if you don't want to be a parent. What up? Did I put it upside down? Well, if you're, if you're listening to it on a podcast, you wouldn't know that I'm putting this stuff upside down. It really doesn't matter. Well, we have a great show today. And how do I know that it's great? I got notes right here. And it says, we are having a great show. See? I would make this stuff up. All right. Enough of that. Uh, we got to talk about what we're going to be talking about on our show today. And since I am so prepared with all my notes and all the stuff all around me, you know, looking what I got to do, I have no idea what the show's about. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to call our producer, Anna Clavel. I'm going to beep her in right now, if I can get it. Oh, it doesn't seem to be working. <laughs> little technical difficulties. Yeah. Hey, 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 there you are. Really, Jeez. I got into the habit of calling me. What's going on? You're supposed well, to be recording. Know, um, I know, but um, I'm having a little problem today. Yeah, I didn't sleep well last night, you know, because I haven't been feeling well. Oh, well, that's right. And what happened? Did you go to the doctor? Uh, don't even br don't even bring up doctors. Uh, did, have you gone to a doctor lately? Uh, it's, it's the most incredible, embarrassing experience of my life. First of all, let's say you got a 10 o'clock appointment. You know it's 11 o'clock or 1130. I mean, it's like, why do they book you at 10 o'clock? Just say, come in at 1130. And you, when you go in there, there's like 20 other people waiting to see the same doctor. Okay. Then you got to fill out forms. I fill out the forms last time I was here. Well, we've updated our forms. How can you update the forms? You know the insurance. What, 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 a birthday's going to change? Fine. Okay. So you fill out these stupid forms. And then you get that big call. Your name's called Mr. Donaldson. And you get to go into the, another waiting room and you get to sit there. Then about five, eight minutes later, a nurse comes in with this... Uh, a board. Oh, let me get it. a board like this. Okay. Um, and you know, taking notes. Okay. Uh, what's your blood pressure? How do I know? I'm not this why I'm at the doctor's office. Take the blood pressure. And I'm, I'm going to tell you, this is, this is true. The questions they asked me. Okay. The first question was how much do you weigh? Weigh me. I said, I said 360 pounds. She wrote 360 pounds. Uh, and your height. I said, uh, seven, two. She writes seven two. Now the next question, I swear to you, she asked me, um, "Where do your parents live?" 
And I said, uh, can you give me a minute to call the uh, cemetery? I don't know exactly where they're buried. This is the questions they asked me. Is that is that ridiculous? Is that ridiculous? Okay. Then you finally see the doctor. And the doctor goes, hi. And he pulls out the chart to know your name. You've only seen this guy 30 times because he built your insurance. Um, and it's the most ridiculous thing. Sets you up for tests, which you can do in the office. And this is, we want you to come back so we can give you the results. Well, I've already waited an hour and a half. Why can't I wait another hour and a half and get the results? Why do I have to come back? I mean, it's unfreaking believable. Don't even get me started on doctors. By the way, um, thank you for asking. Uh, everything is fine. Um, I made a note about yeah, not asking you about doctors again. Definitely not live here on air. Okay, you know, so let me let me um, let me ask you. Why did you call me? Oh, I called you because um, the heating in my house is not working. That's why I'm wearing a hat. I wonder if you can come over and fix it now. I can that's give you a reason. number. I but can give you a number. Somebody can come and help you. But with no, that. that's I'm the sure. reason why I'm wearing a hat. It's, you know, people say, "Oh, Nevada, it's so hot all the time." It's not. Today is very cold. So it I, is. I need very a hat. Cold. The heat's not working. So. Uh, and I can't just wait because we're moving to a real studio. Yes. Which is going to be so exciting, which is uh, trying to get people to do construction in this town is like ridiculous. Yeah. So I think it should be uh, done by season 14. No. <laughs> the reason why I called you is because I'm really not prepared today. And James. why should this show be different than any other show? James Donaldson. Uh, what's, what, what's the topic today? The topic today is based on your own book. Remember, you you gave me all the uh, maybe stage fright because you gave me all you gave me the topic and the notes and everything. I got it right here. So your topic that you chose was setting up a routine and sticking to it. That's chapter two in my book. That's correct. <laughs> and that this is one of the most important things when you're dealing with children at any age. You yes. know, at three years old to ten years old to fifteen years old. Uh, as long as I live in your household, you got to set up routines yes. and schedules. I'm one of those people who always have gone by schedule. You know, I get up at a certain time, I eat breakfast at a certain time, I go to work at a certain time, I take my nap at a certain time. And the same thing should be for your child. When do you make them up? Wake them up. Now, every child's going to be different and every schedule could be modified. Even though in the book I give you, you know, a 6.30, a 7.30, 8.30, everything can be modified. I'll tell you the schedule I have for uh, Aaron. As you all know, Aaron is our co-host who's not here today, not yet at least. Uh, his schedule is Monday morning. I wake him up at, he starts school at 8 o'clock. I have to get him to school at 8 o'clock. I wake him up at 6 o'clock. And the reason why I wake him at 6 o'clock, it takes him about 8, 7, 8 to 10 minutes to get up. And the reason why I get him up a little extra early is so we could study for what's coming on for the day. Make sure he did his homework, which was given to him on Friday. And if he has any tests, any review work, we have that extra time to go over in the morning. So I like to have him finish breakfast at 6.45. We do our review work. At 7.15, we get in the car, we go to school. His school is about 15 minutes away, which gives us a half hour to be alone. Father and son talk plus because there's no TV, there's no interruptions. Um, so we could we could talk. We talk about what's going on in school today, um, about uh, just about life, which is very important. So that's always a good scheduling time to talk to your children, especially when you're away from your home. 
because it's really hard with the TV on. You've got other kids. It's uh, very difficult. So this is our time away. Our scheduling is I drop him off at eight o'clock. He goes in. He knows like I have a schedule. I pick him up at three o'clock, three o'clock. He knows to come out. I'm in the car line. I'm always the first one there. That's why I get there a half hour early because that's my schedule. He gets in the car. First thing we do is we talk about his day. He really doesn't want to talk about his day, but we talk about his day. We get home. He's got his snack. He knows his snack is going to be at 3.30. Quarter to four, he knows we're going to work on his homework. Got to get the homework done. Then I give him a break after he does his homework, and then we study. He has a sheet, but most schools give out. We know the test is going to be on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. So we prepare for each exam. For example, if he's got a test on if this is Monday, he's got a test on Tuesday. We start reviewing the Tuesday test. Then we look at Wednesday schedule, do a little Wednesday, a little Thursday, a little Friday for the test. Then we go back to the immediate tests, which would be on Tuesday. Then I give him a break. I cook him dinner. Um, this is because his mother's not home. His mother's working and uh, I have no job. All I do is sit in front of a microphone and talk about kids and write books on kids. Uh and then he's got a schedule for eating dinner. And after dinner, we go back to studying again. Very important. More studying. Because you, you've got to let him know this is a routine. And you you got you really you can deviate a little bit. For example, some nights he's got karate. So that's going to change the schedule a little bit. And when the spring comes, he's going to have soccer. So every schedule gets modification. But he has to know. There is a schedule. Now on the weekends, it's free time. Um, I let him enjoy the weekend. He gets to use his computer. He gets to use his iPhone, which he doesn't get during the week, and his iPad. This is his reward for following all the schedule during the week. The weekend is his. I mean, also, the scheduling is time that we spend together. We'll go to the park together. Uh, we used to be, we used to go to stores together, but we don't go to stores anymore. There's nothing he wants because, you know, he just goes on Amazon and buys it himself. He's got my credit card. He's a smart kid. Until um, I see the bills, I go, what is you, this? What? You're letting him shop at Amazon already? That's yeah. scary. <laughs> yeah, he's really good at it. He's really good at it. And, and Apple because he buys his Roblox. Oh, okay. If he keeps his schedule, he does everything as chores. He gets to buy, uh, I think it's 800 a week, which is 400 mm -hmm. 400, yeah, 499 a week or 999 a week. That's his allowance. Mm -hmm. And he enjoys that. Um, but that's the important with scheduling. It's it's like an adult. You have to set up schedules. I mean, you have a schedule? Do I have a schedule? I have lists and lists and lists nestled inside other lists of things that need to happen every day. I got to ask you, though, listening to, you know, and obviously I was there when you were panning out and researching uh, chapter two. But let me ask you, um, when he comes when he comes back to Monday, right? And how does he transition again into the regular weekly schedule after a weekend of free for all? How, how does he handle that? It, it's 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 very tough. It's very tough. But he knows uh, mm -hmm. he, the, the he knows the schedule. And I also deviate from the schedule. For example, if for example uh, it's Tuesday, and he's got an exam on Wednesday, and he really knows all the work. Instead of getting up at six ish, I give an extra thirty minutes to sleep. 
and he knows that. So that's another incentive for him to get an extra half hour of sleep by knowing the work the night before. So on that Tuesday morning, am I getting my days right? Tuesday, how many days are in a week? Uh, seven? Five days of school? I don't know. It's confusing. Yeah, but still it, seven. It's still seven. You know, because yeah. you know, today with the new math, they changed things. It could be eight days a week. I that's a Beatles song. That's right? a Beatles song. Yeah. yeah you yeah, can't yeah. sing it. Don't sing it. We don't have the rights. Oh. Uh, I yeah. and I, you know, something I sing really well. Well, uh, let's not get into uh, that. Um you're sure I can't sing it, right? I'm very sure. Don't sing it. Uh, no, okay. no, no. We don't have money for that. Okay. So that's how we set up our routine. And it's important for him in later in life to have a schedule. I think that's why I uh, more uh, uh, have my schedule in life because that's the way I was brought up. You know, I had a schedule. I had to get up at this time. Do this, do this, do this, do this, do this, do this, do I have no idea what to do, to do, to do, do was, but, you know, I did it. You know, my parents said, here, here's $5. Go to the corner and buy yourself a Coca-Cola. I don't know. Coca-Cola. But, uh, I, you know, that was my regiment. That was my schedule. Yeah. Um, I have a question for you, though, right? Oh, and I got uh, an answer for you. I hope so. Because, you know, um, obviously, the, the the research that you did in, uh, uh, for the book is amazing. It's really good. Thank you. Um, I, we also looked, I remember when you sent me out to find out a little bit more information here and there, there's, you know, there's some, there's some opposing views to this type of, um, scheduling for kids in which they say that a job well done should be its own reward as opposed to have to buy them out with the Roblox or the extra 30 minutes. And what do you, how do you feel about that? I mean, is this that's something the, that's a, that's a reward. That's for doing a great job. You got to reward your child. I mean, you know, I could say, hey, pat him on the back, say, good job. No, I want, you know, I want to show more than that. I mean, I don't buy him the Roblox every day. It's once a week. And that's for doing the job. Yeah, but let I me mean, ask you, hang on, hang on, because I, I, I love this conversation. But I got to okay. play the devil's advocate here. I mean, you got me started now. Okay, suppose that you grow up on the reward system, right? Like you've described but when you get older, you get your first job and you do your you do your job the way it's supposed to be, but you don't get a reward. The reward is so you, you don't get, a, get fired, right? So but you, maybe no, that's the your reward, not getting fired. Yeah, but, but also your but, reward but, is what about in the immediate but hang on, what about the immediate gratification that comes from a reward? The, you know, the uh the Pavlov's dog effect, you know, uh, in which you know you are conditioned to expect something when you see something. What well, how how do you cope with with what about failure? What about with failure? How do you cope with failure as an adult if you've come out of that type of reward system? Just throwing ideas out there to you. I mean, what do you think? You you don't do failure. Um, you your your reward is by getting a raise or getting a better job. Or people noticing you at your job. I remember when I first, uh, one of my first jobs was I worked for my father and I worked in sales and I, I traveled and he would say to me, you go out, have a great time on the road. If you don't come back with business, don't bother coming back. And uh, I made sure I did my job and I had a good time as long as I did my job and that, you know, I finally, you know, worked for my father and I left my father, started my own companies. And that was the, the key to my success is when I was working for my dad who had a schedule set up for me. 
You know, he set up the schedule for all the sales guys. We all had schedules, what we had to do and goals, what we had to do. Yeah. Um, and that was, that was important. And I, I think that was the best thing from my older children also. The thing I is mean, the discipline, the discipline of a structure of a, a schedule is what is beneficial. Uh, maybe it's, uh, it's more important in the end than the actual reward, because if you have that structure, you can really kind of get over anything because you have the discipline to do it, perhaps. Well, you know, when I, Aaron gets his exams back on Friday and he's so excited that he studied and he got a good grade. I mean, when he comes in the car, he says, daddy, and he, sh you know, shows me the, uh, the test results, you know, a 98, you know, a 99. I always say to him, why couldn't you get 120? But uh, that's for another chapter in the book. I think uh, so, yeah. No, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's important. That's his reward. And he is so excited when he gets good grades. And it makes me feel good that I helped him. But it's really him doing it. Yeah. And it's all on the schedule. How does he feel after a he's worked really hard at a top at a subject, but he doesn't do really well at the exam? I mean, how 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 does he cope with it? He blames me, and he takes away my Roblox. I'm in punishment. <laughs> I lose my TV. Uh, he he's very he's very upset. He says, "Dad, I don't understand it. I studied. I said sometimes things happen. I said to me the most important. Excuse me." <clears throat> The most important thing to me is you tried, you did your best. And I can't ask for anything more than that. Uh, I remember when I was a kid, I was never a great student. And my father had an incentive for me. He said for every A, he'd give me $15, $15. For every B, he'd give me $10. For every C, he would give me $5. My father never had to pay off. So uh, the incentive didn't work. Um, I, I was never a good student. Um, I think, you know, the problem also was, you know, we, there was four kids. Yeah. You know, so we were all really on our own to do our homework, but we had our schedule, you know, we came home from school, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. But, you know, it's not just studying. You got to retain it. And that's yeah. redundancy. And I think that's very important about redundancy. So he knows it over and over and over again. Yeah. Um, until he gets it right. Mm -hmm. um, what was that old saying? The more you learn, the more you know, the more you know, the more you forget, the more you forget, the less you know. So it's better to know nothing. <laughs> oh, that was, oh, I'm sorry. That was my philosophy. Yeah. So why learn if I'm going to forget it? Um, you know, I'm sorry, but you do bring on a point. There's a point in our lives in which everything we've learned becomes unlearned. Or if we undergo a very uh, difficult moment in our lives, we also, our memory kind of like gets us out of our routines. That's another thing, you know, this last couple of years, uh, schedulings and agendas and lists, you know, they meant nothing. After a few weeks into 2020, they were out of the window. You really, I mean, all of the plans that you had make him to a full, full stand still. Um, I know. Uh, you know, so I think I, I, Personally, can see the value of uh, returning to routines and schedules, particularly for children, uh, as I've observed and as when I help with yeah with all this research, is that you know it creates a sense of of trustability in their own abilities. I don't know if that word exists, but I just, I'm going to throw it out there, right? You start trusting your ability to overcome or to complete tasks and chores, and perhaps completion of the task or the chore is 
as a feel-good reward as even the uh, the reward that you might get, whether it's the Coca-Cola or the Roblox. Completing the task, like having an A on an exam, is the reward, regardless well, of what he, you give him, right? Like, he loves Legos, and he loves to build things. I mean, he builds some most incredible stuff, and, and I just say, what a great job, which it is. And he doesn't get a reward for that. He doesn't expect it. He's happy. He says, you really like it, Dad? I said, it's terrific. It is terrific. And that, That's uh, very telling. So it, yeah. It's not always rewards, you know, with the Roblox. Basically, you know, that's mm -hmm. a schedule, and that's how he earns his allowance by yeah. following his schedule, his work. <coughs> um, but, I, I mean, I don't think you should always just give the kids, uh, bye, bye, yeah. bye, bye, bye. No. No. Yeah. Um, and he yeah. enjoys it. And the kids enjoy yeah. this schedule. They know what they're supposed to do. Exactly. And you know what? In uh, your episode with um, uh, back in the season one that you tackled allowance, it was very interesting and very telling how important uh, the findings have been that truly to just give children everything, you're probably setting them up for a sense of unrealistic expectations in life about everything will be will be coming my way i'll always be number one and then life gives them lemons and then they haven't learned how to do lemonade or make lemonade well, out of them right I, I think the best example is when i was growing up i uh, my brother was on the show we talked about civil rivalry and you know i grew up in the midwest uh, iowa michigan illinois and my parents did okay you know my mother was a stay-at-home mom um she, And my father worked very hard, <clears throat> became very successful. We moved to New York um, to an affluent community. We were surprised that we lived in this big house because we, we always shared a bedroom. We still shared a bedroom. Um, and all the kids that I met, because I moved there when I was uh, to New York in Long Island about when I was 12. So I was just moving into this community of an affluent society, which I didn't come from. <clears throat> and all the kids would talk about their fathers. I'm running my father's business when I graduated college. And they, they, there was really no big incentive because this one's going to run this company. This is going to run this company. This is going to run this company. I'm going to take on my father. This. Well, what happened was when they graduated school and, you know, 20, 10 years later, a lot of the fathers, the companies went out of business. Uh, they didn't have that job to go to, which they thought they were going to do. And I, 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 I'll say I, I could name about 15 of my friends who thought they were going to be running their parents' business. And there was no business. That's, that's um, lucky. Tough. I had no business. I had no business at all. So uh, go into my father's business at the time. Yeah. So uh, I had you, to make it on my own. Yeah, you didn't have that expectation. That is true. You you had yeah. to make your own way from get go. But then again, I don't think uh, you know at that point. Uh, I had the great uh, privilege of meeting your dad, Stanley. That uh, nepotism in that respect was not really his bag of tricks. I mean, he did expect work to come back from uh, everybody around him, oh, know, yeah. including including his kids. So yeah, so even even at that older age, it was very interesting to see the dynamic that you know work and uh, work done properly. It's like it's that needs to be the main reward, right? And then you keep your job. <laughs> yeah, I remember once I when I first started working for my dad, um, he used in a meeting, he calls me in, uh, and I called him Stan. I never call him dad. And uh, he got mad at something that I did. He started yelling. And the guy turns to me who was in a meeting with my dad and said, hey, kid, if I was you, I quit. I wouldn't take that from anybody. 
And I says, well, I'll take it from my dad because that's how I learned. And I walked out of the office. I'll never forget that. I'll never forget that. And that was important. And my father was in yelling just to, he was, yeah, he was a little more vocal in his, uh, conversation yeah most people <laughs> a little bit loud maybe. yeah 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 which i which i became also uh yeah you know it, it's interesting have you actually noticed in yourself this evolution in you in parenting which you know you bring through in your blogs and you're bringing definitely in your book coming from some what might some people might define as highly strong and explosive or loud you actually have let this uh, very stable inner voice very sensible and sensitive to uh, your kids come through and become your guiding force when it comes to talking to them and uh, really helping them learn the lessons of life. You, I think you know, in that respect, that's the beauty of your book as well. I love that second well, chapter, though, because you, you put so much into creating those agendas. Well, They're really good. I was rewarded. If you're streaming this, you can see this. This uh, I won this. You're a terrific dad. Um, I won this at the 99 cent store. Yeah. By paying 99 cents, you can win it, too. You're a terrific is it, dad. Is it chip? If my son bottom? had 99 cents, he would have bought it for me. So I yes, have you, myself. He would have. Of course he would he have. Would you know. Have. You know why? Because you cannot get any Roblox with 99 cents anyway. Exactly, so he would have just exactly. given you the money. It's uh, not 99 cents anymore. It's a dollar twenty-nine. It's a dollar fifty. Dollar ninety-nine. Well, I don't know. It's a three ninety-nine. Dollar fifty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, I can't that's buy hate. my uh wine there anymore. It's over 99 cents. <laughs> There's no wine at that store. What are you talking about? What kind of store are you going to? They, they have wine. No, they do not. They got it in that little cardboard thing. I thought it was wine. No, I don't think they have no. an alcohol license. Mm -mm. What was they, I been drinking? What am I drinking? Welch. Sparkling Welch. I don't know. I don't know. But it's pretty good. Uh, you know, and um, so, you know, the, this topic is my favorite topic in the book. Actually, no, I like all the topics, but this one is really good because you go so deep into understanding the structure, not only of the kid, but I think you also dedicate a lot of thinking to the parent because not everybody has the flexibility, perhaps, that you have as a, as, a, as a dad to take time off work and do certain things to create that structure. So I like that you give options there. Um, in that chapter for parents to follow and kind of tweak their own uh, schedule for the kids and themselves. Because, they, you know, as a parent, you have to be part of that schedule. You have well, to. Nothing, well, I say when I say in the book, nothing's set in stone. I mean, you got to be flexible with every schedule. Mm -hmm. uh, but the thing is, your kids have to know a routine, a scheduled routine. They have to know. I mean, it may vary from uh, week to week because of... Uh, tests, uh, sporting events, or whatever. But the routine schedule is very important. It's not just for the child now, but for later in life. So, uh, James, are you ready to bring in our guest today for this episode? Yes, I am. Okay, good. So I'll catch you later then. Talk to you later. Thank you. Hi, I'm back. This is James Duddleson. And as you can see, there's no Aaron sitting behind me. You can see his microphone, but Aaron's not there. 
Um, while he was gone, we were waiting for him. I took a shower, changed a little bit, looked better. No? Okay. Whatever. So this is the importance of scheduling. I didn't read this schedule for Aaron today. Today is Saturday. We have a schedule all during the week. What we have to do, time to get up, time to go to sleep, time to study, da, 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 da. His soccer, his uh, coding classes, everything's on a schedule. But I forgot today was Saturday. And we're shooting the show today on Saturday. And Saturday's the free day. And I didn't check the schedule. So today, he's got coding. He's got karate. He's got soccer. And he has a birthday party. So uh, Aaron is not going to be here, but we have his microphone right there. Um, so now you know the importance of scheduling. And once you have a schedule, the important thing is also read the schedule. So you know. So I'm sorry. Aaron will be here on our next episode. Because uh, I'm going to make sure I read the schedule. Um, remember, you can email me at james at dad at 65 james at at65.com or you can uh, go to our website www.dadat65.com we have our ebooks we've got our blogs a lot of useful or useless a lot of information also you can read more about my new book Unlocking the Secrets to Successful Parenting available on Amazon Available on iBooks, uh, Barnes & Noble, or wherever good and bad books are sold. Uh, read it. Let me know what you think of it. Okay, until next time, this is James Donaldson from Dad at 65 saying, have a great day. Later. Later.